Vogel fam. Hello. We're back. Here we are. I'm going to roll a theme song. Oh. <laughs> we're, like, oh. we're just, we're there. Straight into it. You're listening to the Vocal Fry Podcast, your weekly dash of voice science, pedagogy, and pop culture. Coming to you from Vormir, may Black Widow rest in peace. All right, Vogel fam, we all know why we're here. We do. Um, we have some very exciting things coming up very soon. Indeed. Uh, just found out we're going to do a little preview episode for the Acoustic Voice Pedagogy Ooh. Workshop on March the 10th. I feel like this is the spring of workshops. Yeah, we've done, we've done some good, uh, summer, some good summer promos. It's been good. But, uh, and honestly, wow, what a busy spring. Oh, I know. It has just been... I know. We've been so... So busy. But in a good way. In a, no, we've been busy in a great way. In a good it's just, way. We've been... You know what? It's not last spring. Do you, do you recall where we were this time last year? Well, you weren't as crazy, but like... No, I was. Yeah. I was not well. Yeah. Oh, you're right. No, yeah. We, we were... Things were not great last we were year. Not, we were not I mean, good. I was okay. No, I was, you not, I was not okay. So yeah, this is... This is the good busy. This is feeling... Um, this is the busy where like you go home and like you're pleasantly tired at the end of the night. Yeah, that's right. Instead of like... That's right. I could just be in this well, bed forever. <laughs> right here at the front of the episode, huge, huge, huge congratulations to my partner in crime. Ah. Sarah is a 2023 Nats Yay. intern. Ah. No, I'm very, very excited. I kind of forgot we hadn't actually said it on, on the, the podcast. podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because like, you know, I've known for a little bit now. Um, but yeah, yes. but we haven't recorded since then. Yep. That's well, but I knew even a few times we recorded before they announced. Right. So, but anyway. Congratulations, yes, I'm very excited. Sarah. I'm very, very much looking forward to it. Like. Woo. So if you're out there in Vocal Fry land and you too listen and are also a Nats intern. Look at oh, yeah, I'm going to be there. <laughs> Hit me tur- up. As it turns out, Sarah's going to be there. I will. Who knew? Yep. Yep. Uh, we're very excited and proud of her. And, I'm, uh, I'm, very, I'm very excited. Very excited to go. Ah, we'll, it time. will be an exciting time. Yeah. Um, Make some new friends. All but, that kind but of stuff. But today... If you are here yeah. for the hard-hitting pedagogy that, honestly, we've been hitting hard all, we really have. all spring. But not today. Not today. Not today. today you might be disappointed. To, <laughs> today. today, we have your nine-day-out Ant-Man the Wasp Quantumania Woo-hoo! review. Um, this is the first film in Marvel Phase 5. Already off to a uh, better start. So if you read the critics' score and you were worried about this movie, the critics' score on Rotten Tomatoes is roughly a 48, making it tied or close to tied for the worst-reviewed film critic, critics' film in the MCU with Eternals. I... I don't get, which is funny because I think last time I looked, the audience score was 84. So like it it has been backwards, yes. Yeah. The audience score in this film is quite high at 84. I thought it was very enjoyable. Um, this is a movie for comic book fans. Oh, 
Yes, it felt it was very much a return to your roots kind of thing. This was a movie for comic book fans, and we're going to talk about that a little bit here in a second. I low key um, feel like this would have made a good like summer blockbuster. You know what I mean? Like it's the kind of movie you watch, and I feel like it should be hot outside. I should be going to go swimming or something. I mean, it was eighty four degrees here yesterday. It's going to be eighty four today. Uh, so, I mean, here it's hot outside. Yeah, it's different, though. I have responsibilities right now. <laughs> Some are me, not so much. Um, so, Vocal Fam, we're here to talk about Ant-Man and the Wasp. Indeed. I-, I think we both enjoyed it overall. Yeah, I did. Here's what I'd like to do. I'd like to stick with the movie proper. Okay. And then talk about the implications. Okay. Rather than just, like, let's let's give ourselves a little <laughs> bit of... Because once we get to that, I'm gone. I'm, I'm going to stop talking about this movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, can, I I, can I start here, actually, though? Okay. So I had an epiphany. Okay. That, as Michael said in our group text the other night, I've known this about you for like six years. Yes. Apparently Sarah has as well. Apparently everybody has, no, except was, for me. This was not news. <laughs> I didn't even buy. I don't think I even. Well, I didn't reply. You didn't reply. You were like, no. I just because that was like, yeah, that doesn't need me to reinforce it. I realized, vocal fam, that I don't watch these movies for the movie. No, you don't. I don't watch any of them for the movie. You sit there for three hours for an end credit. <laughs> I watch these movies. No, for two things. Okay. Okay. I watch them for how they influence the overarching universe. Mm-hmm. And then specifically waiting for the end credit scene to see how it will move forward with the overarching universe. Oh, yeah. It's very almost like Doctor Who in the Moffat era where yeah. you're watching these episodes and, like, some of the episodes are kind of are meh. Some of the episodes are stellar and great, even in their own right. But at the same time, you're also watching it trying to figure out who's the impossible girl. Right. Bad Wolf. What is the, what is the crack in well, the wall? Well, that's RTD, but still. What is the crack yeah. in the wall? Yeah. Um, and, you know, the great thing, obviously, like, if we go back to, like, way back to MCU phase one, mm-hmm. like, I mean, my gosh, Iron Man in and of itself was a good movie, but then to top it off with a cherry that Nick Fury is sitting in Tony Stark's mansion. Oh, yeah. Come on. Well, and things that you just didn't even realize the implication of until... Exactly, until years later sometimes. I mean, maybe if you were like... So I didn't grow up on comic books. And so particularly in the first phase, there were things that I didn't get. Like, I was right. just, I just watched the movies. I enjoyed them. We get to the first Avengers movie, and I'm like, whoa! Hey, that's that thing from the other... That's crazy! And like, boy, how times have changed. And boy, how times have changed. Now I'm sitting there, I'm like, could that be? Could that be the thing from the thing with the thing? What if they're not in 616 anymore? Ah! And, and, ah. and so this movie, like... So this movie, Ant-Man and the Wasp itself, mm-hmm. Quantumania... Um, the third Ant-Man the Wasp, or Ant-Man in the Ant-Man trilogy. We had Ant-Man, just... Plain old OG Ant-Man. Ant-Man. We had Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yes. Um, and then, and so, first movie, movie he fought Yellow Jacket, who... Good old, Darren, good old Darren Cross. Weird return. Darren Cross is back. Um, what a return. Or was back. Um, yeah. We had uh, <laughs> Ant-Man and the Wasp. They fight Ghost. Yep. Sort of. Sort of. I don't even it's like know. One, one of my I watched it like one time and barely. Um, it was enough. But now, 
And and Peyton Reed, who directed this movie, Peyton Reed, you, you vocal fam, you know Peyton Reed. Just in case you don't know, Peyton Reed's <laughs> you been may a director. You know. He's been a director for Mandalorian as well. So, Talk which, another great which thing debuts back. in 48 hours. In fact, Woo-hoo! less than 48 hours. Mandalorian Season 3 kicks off. But, Very so, exciting. this movie itself, there are, there are, I think, problematic aspects that we could talk about with this movie. Sure. And let's just, let's start there just to get this out of the way. Kang's energy beams can destroy all matter but he never uses them against the main characters. Yeah, he. Yeah, I thought that... Like, huh? There were a few moments where I was like, I feel like they just got stuck and there was a convenient thing. Like, oh no, we don't have a way out of this. The ants. We'll bring back the ants. At the same time, yes, exactly, that Like too. little just like, we're just going to throw something random or, oh, I bet you didn't know the blob could suck things into it. Like, but then Ka- I'm like, well, that's convenient. But also Kang's energy beams can't destroy the ants? Yeah, right? Like, there were um, little moments... Little thing, but I felt like that was softened by like it was such a goofy movie overall. And as all three Ant Man movies have been, had elements of just goofballism. Yeah, like it was a corny, cheesy enough movie that like little things like that, I was like, ah, okay. Exactly. <laughs> like I didn't get upset the way like if it was some super serious, whatever. Yeah. I think where you'd be like, what? So I. And also in that regard, let's admit, Vocal Fam, these movies, the whole nature, in fact, comic books, the whole nature of comic books is you're always resetting people's abilities of who is stronger, who's sure. not stronger, who's handicapped, who's whatever, sure. you know, this and that. I mean, like the fact that, like, I mean, like Thor could have taken out Thanos himself. I mean, he did. He, he, did. he just it's missed. Very, yeah. You know, like, I mean. Yeah. Uh, little things, little things. So if we're going to look at little things, we shouldn't have started with this movie. No. Is my point. No, yeah. Why are we getting so serious? Also, like, it, it is, at the end of the day, it is fiction. Right. Because what was it? Jimmy started to say something on the way home about some of the science, and I was like, oh, something about there being smoke, but they're on the quantum level, and there shouldn't be smoke. And I was like, Jimmy, Jimmy, <laughs> it's a movie. It's not real science. <laughs> Based on a comic I book. Would, I would bet. I mean, I don't know. I don't have proof there's not another universe oh at my. the quantum level. Okay. But. So we have, we, have, we have Scott. Hope Van Dyne basically didn't even need to be in this movie. Yeah, low key. Like Evangeline Lilly. I've kind of felt bad for her. Like, did, I mean, she had some lines, but. Yeah, but they were mostly. You're served, keeping secrets. She Still, served Mom. no plot purpose, other than the fact that apparently she gave Cassie her suit. A suit, yeah. Yeah. So Cassie Lang, Scott's daughter, now has her own suit. Sure. Obviously, we're still... I don't know why they haven't announced it yet. They're they're so That's obviously so... setting up Young Avengers. I don't know what... And yet, even the studio execs are like, no, there's no plans for Young Avengers. I find that hard to believe. It, I like... That was in an interview like, in the last week or two since the movie came out. I find that incredibly hard to believe. What? You're not yeah, setting yeah, you're up watching, Young like, Avengers. She obviously has no intentions to stop trying to save the world. Uh, hello? Um, oh, so, little Cassie Lang. Oh, it, did you chuckle at the... I felt like it had to have been kind of a nod to the fact that it is a different actress when the Darren guy was like, I hardly recognize you. No, that was a straight, we're going to break the fourth wall and yeah, we're just going to laugh at ourselves. But how bad for the actress who did I, play Cassie Lang I in, in Endgame. Oy. I, I know. 
But then we hired the more popular young actress yeah, moving it's, it's forward. About, it's, uh, like, it's a bad look. Not that we've never recast a role in the Marvel sure, Universe. I mean, sure. insert James Rhodes comment here. Yeah, but I Insert like was... Bruce Banner comment here. Well, okay, yeah, the Bruce Banner one I don't have a great thing for, but the Rhodey one, you know, there at least there was a reason. Right. Anyway. Good times. Um, anyway. Paul Rudd is his normal... He's Paul Rudd. Charming... Paul Looks Rudd. like he's 34. That's, well, so it was funny when we were saying, like, we thought at one point they might kill him off in this movie. I'm like, real shame, because he's the only one of them that's never going to age. Like, I think he was originally, I think he and Hope were originally going to get stuck in the I, quantum I realm. actually thought that would have been a more impactful ending, I think low key. Apparently in the reshoots, what they reshot was the ending. I, I really thought it would have been more impactful for them to have been stuck for a little bit. But Which, I'm sure they had their reasons. I'm I wasn't sure like they... overly upset. I just thought it could have been a little more heavy. Talking about people that don't age, I feel like Michelle Pfeiffer doesn't age. My gosh. Like, good heavens. Good heavens. I literally was sitting there, I was like, this is Michelle, this has got to be Michelle Pfeiffer. This is Michelle Pfeiffer, right? But like, she looks, 19, she looks so young. 1995 or so. Like, man, I'll never forget her in Dangerous Minds. Oh, man, Michelle Pfeiffer. Whew. Just crazy. Just crazy. Um, anyway, that was and, a thought I had. And Janet Van Dyme, more or less the MVP of this movie. Oh, 100%. For sure. Like, I'm looking, I'm like, is she the most powerful out of you four? I think so. Well, she knew the quantum realm the best. Yeah, but also just like a complete, like. Oh, yeah, she was. Like, she's kicking butt. She she's was. taking names. Phenomenal. I mean, they don't they don't accomplish anything that they accomplish without her in this movie. She was not a plot device. Not at all. No, she was a complex, strong character, and I and like honestly, it. this is probably the most we've seen Hank Pym do. Yeah, sort, sort of. of. It was mostly still ants when it came right down to it. Just right. I love how Michael Douglas said that he would do another one of these movies as long as he gets to die. I think he was a little upset that he didn't, he get, didn't to get to die, die. in this movie. I, I even had a moment with him. I was like, oh, maybe they kill him off. Is that like, I really did right. think someone was going to die. I'm kind of just glad that Michael Douglas is still alive. Like the human? Yes. I mean, the guy has had throat cancer for years and oh, years and that. years. Oh, yeah. Well. Then, yes, same. I'm just glually the guy is still with yeah. us. Because he's actually a pretty decent actor. If you go back oh, and sure. Michael Douglas's uh, oeuvre, uh, I mean, remember, this is the dude from Basic Instinct. And, uh, I, I mean, him. amongst many other classic, but, classic yeah, movies. I did have a moment where I, thought, I was like, oh, maybe we're killing him off. Like, that would still be, like, that'd be one of those where, like, it's a main character. You, you would be sad, but it's not like, <gasps> Paul Rudd. Like, right. But, um, no, no death. What do you think of the criticism that this was effectively a Star Wars movie inside the MCU? Have, I you, have you seen that? have not seen okay, that. Okay, so their argument is like, we have a lot of ships. There were a lot of ships. A lot of ships. There were a lot of ships. Um, we all went to like Space Club and hung out and yeah. met, with, met with shady darkroom dealers. Well, I, I did have a moment where I thought the Ky- whatever his name guy, like Kylar. very, yeah, very Lando vibes. Krylar, Krylar, Krylar. Excuse me, excuse me, Krylar. Like very Lando where like, oh, you were exactly. my friend, but I betrayed you. Oops, it's been a long time. Exactly. I have a cape. Exactly. We were watching Empire Strikes Back. A little bit. A little I mean, bit. It's a, Kang it, would it's, make a great Darth Vader. It's a little, it's also... We got it, some mind readers. It is also essentially the plot of Tron. I haven't seen Tron. It is I like... Never, I never saw that. 
They go into another world. Mm-hmm. There is someone in the world trying to get out of the world. Sure. At the end, the person trying to get out of the world has a villain who was actually a former ally who keeps them, who oh. ends up helping them stop the villain from getting out of the world. Okay. It's 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 very uh, and yeah, I'm talking no, I'm not talking OG Tron I'm actually talking Tron like seen any uh, Trons. reset Tron I know there was a recent one but I haven't seen either of them So anyway so. it's very like there's a lot but then then you have to like just question are we basically just dealing with basic sci-fi tropes Well that too cuz this was definitely a very sci-fi heavy movie Sci-fi heavy for sure Very sci-fi heavy as opposed to you know I feel like we Marvel has kind of been trying to venture into some other genres recently. Well, we've talked I mean, about that. You know, I mean, particularly with the television shows. Sure. I mean, She-Hulk was a comedy. Sure. A sure. meta lawyer comedy, and Miss Marvel was a fun, kind of hip kids, kids show. I don't even know what to call sort it. Yeah. Of. We had a Moon spy Knight, movie. Moon Knight was like a, a mystery yeah. kind of whatever. No, like we've been playing around with some different things, but um, this was a sci-fi This was very heavy. sci-fi, very comic book. Very. Yes. Lots of fighting. This probably of... felt the most like a comic book mm-hmm. thing, certainly since Endgame. Mm-hmm. And I mean, maybe even in comparison to the rest of the MCU, this... Yeah, even some of the Spider-Man movies have kind of got, like, even though I've enjoyed... Right, our, like, this felt comic booky. Yeah, which is fine to me, like, fine with me, but it... But if you do that, like, there are just a lot of tropes that get used in comic books. Uh, uh, correct. That we saw over get and used. Over and over and over and so, over again. Quantum Realm, I thought, was visually nice. It was cool. It was weird. Um, cool were there weird. maybe some missteps with visual effects at times? Did you see that thing today that supposedly, like, some money went from Ant-Man to Black Panther for, like, some of the visual effects money? Which, like, I get it. <laughs> Admittedly, Black Panther probably needed it. They had to, like, reconstruct, like, yeah. I was fine. I, I wasn't mad at it. I mean. Speaking of Black Panther, just to take a little... A moment. moment. So far, Angela Bassett has won at multiple award shows. Here's hoping. She did not win the SAG last night. I saw that. She have ne- I would never expected her to win the BAFTA because the British. Uh, yeah. Nah, nah. I wasn't. I, I, no. No, I did not expect that. A um, little bit disappointed that she didn't win the SAG award. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting. I'm. I will be interested Oscars to see. Oscars are in a couple of weeks. Here's hope. I mean. Here she, is hoping that she is deserving. She very much Of the first acting award it. for the MCU without question in my mind. It was, it was a stunning performance. Even on the rewatch, she is Inc- spectacular. She was just on a different level in that movie. Yeah. Spectacular. Yeah. Um, but no. Ant-Man. Fun. Funny. Just okay. as a movie. Like it was enjoyable. You're going to have a good time if you go see it. Okay. Okay. Let's talk about let's talk about the real thing that mattered in this movie. Yeah. Jonathan Majors is fantastic. Oh my gosh. Oh my He gives gosh. he gives me creepy feelings, but like as he should. I mean 
having rewatched the finale of Loki both before this movie and now oh, after, you did it after this after movie, too? Jonathan Majors is a, is going to be a legend. I yes. If you if you like horror, go back and watch Lovecraft Country on HBO. Is he in that? Highly, highly recommended. Highly rated. Hmm. He is. I don't do horror, but okay. I'm not saying you should yeah, watch yeah, it. Yeah, but if you like. I'm horror. saying if you like horror. So, his Kang. Okay, vocal fam. Do you know comic books? Do Do you know comic? Do books? you know comic books? Okay. <laughs> Let's talk about the multiverse a little bit. All right, I'm ready. Okay, now okay. that now that we're here. Now that we've moved now past, that we, we did the movie bit. Now that we're actually in here. Yeah. Okay, because Loki introduced the multiverse. Indeed. Introduced um, variants. Yeah, quite well. We used basically wasted a whole Doctor Strange movie just to Boy introduce howdy. just to Boy. introduce incursions. Boy howdy! Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Again, that movie. If I don't care about the overall context of the MCU, actually a pretty it's, good movie. It's fine. Inside of the context of the MCU, I hated it. Yeah, it just didn't feel like a sequel, but that's. It did not feel like a sequel to the first movie. It, it wasn't. It all. wasn't a sequel. Whereas these movies, these Ant Man movies, have all basically felt like sequels of the first they, one. They, they really, really have, have, which is something to be said. No. Well, for that matter, it's like the Spider Man movies have all actually been sequels. Yeah. Kind of of themselves. Yeah. What? Well, well, oh, uh, uh, oh, oh, no, no, no. I don't know. Hold on. <laughs> not now. Um, but. Okay. Yeah. Multiverse. What do you need to know, Vocal Fam? So, if you watched Loki, you know that variants are a thing in the Marvel multiverse. Meaning, mm. if Sarah and I are in the multiverse, Man. and we go to a different universe, and they myself. usually label these universes based on what Earth we are fighting on. Mm-hmm. So, like in the Marvel comics, and according to Kevin Feige up to this point, mm. a point of debate, and according to Doctor Strange... In the Multiverse of Madness, those those characters are on Earth 616. Base Earth. Like, that's where we are, theoretically. We are not. Oh, we're not. Our universe exists in the Marvel comics. It does? Yeah. There, oh, well. The universe where there are no superheroes is Earth, I think, 16. Oh. Boo. Um, it exists. There well, is then. another competing theory that actually, that the the MCU is actually Earth 199999. Okay. Which is what Imani said that she thought it was after Miss Marvel, oh. and she and Feige had this like back and forth. Moment. Mm-hmm. Yes. Anyway, but on each of those universes, there is a different variant of ourselves. Loki, of course, in Loki we saw how many Loki variants? We saw so, Alligator Loki. I loved. We saw yes. Old Man Loki. Yes. Yes. President Loki. Which brings up, but was it Michael that was saying like, "Oh, we see that the variants all look like." themselves but not loki so this is a point for discussion as well because we've seen that some variants do look all the same and other variants don't obviously patrick stewart was a variant of professor x Uh, yes from the original fox series of x-men movies lovely um apparently he and ian mckellen are both coming back for deadpool 3 amazing um which maybe the 
maybe Deadpool 3 will literally be Deadpool going across the multiverse trying to kill all the Fox characters. That's probably what that movie's going to be. be. He and bizarre. he and Wolverine doing that together, or Wolverine trying to stop him and Deadpool trying to do it, or Wolverine's trying to do it. <laughs> I could see, I could see any. Because there are plenty of comic lines where Deadpool realizes that he's in a comic book. Mm-hmm. That's one of like the big Deadpool comics. Sounds right. Is that Deadpool realizes he's in a comic book, and so it doesn't matter who he kills, and so he just goes about killing everyone. Oh no. Because oh, he no. realizes he's in a comic book. Yeah, he's like, I'm fiction. Um. Anyway, so Kang. Yes. We had already seen a Kang variant mm-hmm. in what the MCU called the one who remains. Yes. Or he who remains. He who remains, yeah. Okay? Um, that was what we saw in the finale of Loki. Mm-hmm. That is not Prime Kang. No. What we need to know is we need to identify Prime What a Kang. silly, goofy Kang. <laughs> Prime Kang is the version of Kang that we saw in this movie. Oh, okay. I, as For the best that I can tell. But they, they killed him. Because this variant of Kang, mm-hmm. born in the 31st century. Okay. Named Nathaniel Richards, we'll come back to this. Yeah. Traveled to the past. Yes. In Doctor Doom's time machine. Okay. Who we've not introduced in the MCU yet. I haven't met him yet. That time machine belonged to Doctor Doom. Okay. Nathaniel Richards. Yeah. A descendant of Reed Richards and Sue Storm, okay. Mr. Fantastic and, yeah. and the Invisible Girl, and Doctor Doom. So he is a descendant of both families. Okay. He goes into the past where in one storyline, mm-hmm. he becomes a character stuck in the Midwest of America oh, that's called Victor Timely. Is that who we see? In the post-post-credits yeah, scene. Yeah, 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 In one storyline, he goes to the past and becomes another character where we meet him in the Fantastic Four number 19, okay. October 1963, mm-hmm. as a character called Ramatut. Who is... Who, who we saw in the mid-credits yeah. scene. Yeah. Who seemed as if he was the leader of yeah. those three. Yeah. Okay. And so now already, like, what we're seeing is those are variants, but depending on what timeline of Kang we're talking about okay. is where this gets confusing. It's already, but yeah. So <laughs> in other words, Prime Kang becomes... The Conqueror variant. Because oh, he ends up going... Since trying, he leaves his he own timeline? He tries to go back to the 31st century, but overshoots it by like a thousand years. Yeah, And yeah, goes yeah. to like the 41st century. Okay. And then realizes they have all this other incredible technology. Sure. And what does Kang, Nathaniel Richards, want? Power. And so he takes over 44th, 40, 41st century dystopian Earth. Okay. That's where he becomes the Conqueror variant. Okay. 
And it is the prime Kang, the conqueror variant. Okay. Who invites uh, all who 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 realizes that there is there a multiverse. Are yeah. And invites all of his variants mm-hmm. to one place. Mm-hmm. That one event being called the Council of Kangs. Which which we already saw. I was gonna say, we already kind of saw in the mid credits scene. Bonkers. But the Council of Kangs realizes that Prime Kang only invited all of them. Was he going to try and kill them or something? Because he was going to kill them all. Wants to be the And so they Kang. were the ones at the beginning of this movie who banished Kang into the quantum realm. Oh. So you, you think this is Prime Kang? I do. I thought maybe this was like a rogue. King. No, I think this is all like because again, one of the difficulties that it's it's gonna like like if you saw my post like before I went to the movie, I was like things are gonna get messed up with time. Sure, it's gonna like things are gonna see because at first when he appeared in the movie, mm-hmm. I thought, oh my gosh, I wonder if they're just gonna go straight Nathaniel Richards with this. He's not even Kang yet. Oh, that could have been interesting. Like, if somebody had tried to take him out, like, almost... That's where I thought they were going to do. That would be cool. Well, especially, yeah, because when they introduced him, he's playing kind of dumb. But once I saw him take... I was Mm. like, oh, no. We are king. Here we go. This is fully-fledged the Conqueror variant. Yeah. This is... Yeah. Game on. No, it's... Okay, okay. I like that theory. The other mid-credits characters, mm-hmm. we saw Baby Kang in there at one point. Oh, I missed that. But the three, the yeah. three in the chamber, yeah. Rama Tut, Ram, yes. who appears in Fantastic Four number 19, yeah. October 1963, which is a comic I would like to own. <laughs> um, if anyone's out there. <laughs> uh, and it's so funny because, again, comic books just play around with so Like, he's got a gun. <laughs> Kang has ah. like a gun. Pistol in As I would Egypt. expect from ancient Egypt. <laughs> in nineteen sixty-three comics. Why not? <laughs> I will say Fantastic uh four number nineteen attributed to Stanley, Jack Kirby, and Dick Ayers. Oh wow. Three three attributions there. Um So we got him. So we have Rama Tut. The futuristic-looking character yes. is a character, another Kang variant, called Scarlet Centurion. Okay. Okay. Makes sense. Okay. And and it's interesting to me that they went with the other one who was there. Because the other character is the one who really wages war with Kang himself most of the time. Okay. That character was dressed much like Immortus. Immortus, what a name! I thought because Immortus is the one at the end of time. He who remains. I was surprised that we got an Immortus that was not he who hmm. remains. Well, or I, I just wondered if he. I mean, maybe he's just not he who remains yet. He's not remaining. He's well, he's early on. But then you've just revealed the great paradox. Okay. Has all of this already happened? I think that anytime you start playing around with time travel, I think that's where you get is like, has this happened? Is it all happening almost simultaneously? Well, did you notice that when he talked about time, mm-hmm. it wasn't like the multiverse. When Kang talked about time, 
it was a circle around him. Okay, because he had taken himself out of it. Okay. And it was cyclical. It was not branches. Yeah. And that's actually how He Who Remains described the sacred timeline in a lot of ways, too. Okay. So there's the question of, has the entire MCU been been stuck in a time loop? Well, that would, I, it would make sense with the comment of, have I killed you before? Exactly. Which at the time, I just took to mean in a different multiverse. But it is Kang who actually leads most of these incursions mm-hmm. of one universe upon another universe. Mm-hmm. Um, partially to bring all of himself together. Sure. And partially to kill all of himself. What an interesting choice. Not we could all rule, just no, no, no. I should be the one supreme. Leading to the idea of Kang Dynasty. Yeah. Which is what we will get with the next Avengers movie. Okay. Leading up to Secret Wars. So. Well, we're getting some traction There's a few now. things, though, that this has some implications about. Okay. Looking forward that are very exciting if you're a comic. Like, if you're a comic you're book fan. Comics. Council of Kangs means Council of Reeds. Okay. Because Reed Richards realizes that he Uh-oh. needs to meet every version of himself to defeat Kang. Theoretically, couldn't Reed Richards have just been like, I just won't have a kid? You probably can't undo your, change your future by changing your past. I guess that makes sense. Hulk told us that already in the okay, MCU. Okay, 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 okay. You can't look go back the, and kill baby Thanos. Look at the, yeah, yeah. Look at them trying to cover it. Just, you know, I'm just thinking, like, if you never, because what was it? I, that was actually, as far as, like, the movie Ant-Man again. I had a moment where I was like, if, if they had just, if, like, Ant-Man, Janet, Hank, all of them had just been like, okay, well, we just live here. Either A, we live here in the quantum realm now, or B, if they had just died, like, that could have been the end of the whole Kang thing. But that's just me. So let's just say that I mean, I'm at glad the end of the alive. movie, if there's no body, he's not dead. And mm-hmm. we did not see a dead Kang, the Conqueror body. A good point, a good point. So, so he might still be there trying to get out. You can't kill the Conqueror. Yeah, okay. You can only withhold him or contain him. Yeah, so he might just be trapped there for a while longer. He's trapped somewhere. Okay. I'm with you. Now, there are some other wild implications of all this, of course. For one thing, there's another Kang variant of Nathaniel Richards who comes back to present-day Earth, 21st century or 20th century Earth. And takes over Stark Industries. Oh, no. And becomes oh. a character called Iron Lad. Iron Lad? That's a terrible name. To fight... I'm Iron Lad. Kang the Conqueror. Oh, well, that's nice. Um, there Iron are... Iron Lad. There... <laughs> I'm just saying that's a dumb name. Now, in probably the most comic booky thing that could ever happen, that I don't think will happen, at least not until, like... Literally the last movie of the entire MCU. Like we're like they're saying we're stopping. This, this is, it. is it. There is another non-Kang variant character that is the child of Reed Richards and Sue Storm, named Franklin Richards. 
Okay. Franklin Richards is second only to He Who Remains, or not He Who Remains, um, the one above all in power vacuum of the MCU because Franklin Richards is a 10-year-old boy who realizes that he's in a comic book. Okay. But realizes that his imagination can reorder the entire universe around him. So he like, is him. almost writing the comic book. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, you really have to save that for, okay, we're done. We're done. Because where, where do you go from that? Correct. Well, now here's people's complaint already. With the multiverse existing, it means that any character could die and come back at any point. Okay. Which means that now you really could potentially cheapen the idea that these have been rooted in a real world, like Natasha's dead. Yeah. Is Natasha dead? Yeah. Tony's dead. But is he? The whole world is expecting a variant of Tony Stark to come back for Secret Wars. Mm Mm-hmm. I hope they retcon it with a different actor. Well, no, that would be interesting. Like, I expect a Tony Stark variant for Secret Wars. Man, if it's... there, And I'm so torn about it. Like, there's a part of me that is like, oh my gosh. It like, could Robert Downey Jr. If we got RDJ back for one film... That would be crazy. But he... But here's the interesting thing about Jonathan Majors, going back to his performance in this film. This dude has to be prepared to play a different character... In every... Every time he appears. Well, I even thought just in the brief glimpses we got, he's done such an interesting job so far of like, it's so obviously the same character, but with differences. You know what I mean? Like, like they're all Kang, but it Kang the Conqueror, Kang, Rama Tut, that's from me. Like, with just these little differences based on where they're from. And I think that's pretty impressive. And how excited did it make you for Loki season two? Oh, it made me very, because I had been kind of, I mean, I was excited for Loki season two, but I was just sort of like, where do you go? What do you do next? What does this look like? Just based on the ending. But now I'm like, ooh. Yeah, I'm, I'm, very, I'm very excited. Very excited. Some for more it. Owen Wilson. I'll hear him say wow at some point. It's wow. going to happen. Wow. Wow. It'll be great. Um, so anyway, we're, we're excited. I felt like... This gave me... I did not expect to see Council of Kangs in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, there was no part of me that expected to see Council of Kangs yeah, in this movie. Yeah, yeah, sure. I was partially expecting to see, like, an outline of the silhouette of the Fantastic Four trapped uh, in the quantum realm. Yeah, 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 yeah. We had, we'd, I remember we talked about that. They but, are gonna... but I wasn't upset that they didn't give me that. Well, no, they gave you Council of Kangs. Because they actually gave us Council of Kangs in this movie already. <laughs> and I was like, what is happening? So I mean, th- so here's the here's how this went down. Opening night, it's Thursday. Mm-hmm. Sarah was out of town. So I was, I was only able to go with my kids. And my wife was out of town. And so it was literally just my kids and me. <laughs> Reasonably full theater. I'm sure. Um, it was still pretty full when we went. And... <laughs> So, literally, I see the three of them, and I go, Council of Kangs! <laughs> <laughs> not expecting to go to the stadium. And, and I, really see, like, not even just a little Council I'm but like sure a, everybody in the theater was like, what? who doesn't know the comics, was like, what? shut up. <laughs> but, uh, I think anybody hanging around for the, like, end credits 
they're, they're there for it. They're, they're Marvel people. So I was not. But then to get that and Victor Timely, I was like, what is happening? <laughs> so I called this wrong for a whole phase. That's okay. But we've been warning you. You're now going to see Jonathan Majors. I think we'll definitely start seeing him in everything. In a lot of projects. We'll have to. It may just be a post credit scene. Sure, but I think we'll see him popping up here and there in different ways. It may just be like a thing that he's on a news report in the background. And I love stuff like that. He's just walking past or something. You know what I mean? I love a little Un- Unbeknownst to Shang-Chi. Sure, sure. You know? No, like... it is nice. Because, I mean, you know, phase one of all the Marvel stuff, like, was very exposition heavy. Mm-hmm. And we definitely had that in our most recent phase. Well, but let's, this... Let's admit that Thor was not a very good movie. Oh, no. The first Thor was just very much, we have to introduce Thor. Yeah. And I guess Loki. And, yeah. Like, that, that was that. But it was fine. Like, it was fine. Whatever. Um, and I think some of it, too, with that, like, it wasn't that good. But I think we also just didn't have the expectations exactly. that we have now. Exactly. Admittedly, I don't think I even saw Thor when it first came out. I went back and watched it later because I, I could, once I had gotten into the Marvel movies. Exactly. Because I don't think I actually didn't see Iron Man when it first came out. Because admittedly, oh. Iron Man came out when I was in eighth grade. I remember so. Iron Man. It was great. Yeah. Good times. Anyway, this to me felt like Marvel was back. A very a turning point, very like a shift. Cause like I mean, I loved Wakanda Forever. Sure. And that was a lovely kind of send off to Phase Four. Although it almost felt like more of a send off to, to an earlier an earlier phase. Like the final thing of we're out of Endgame. Yeah, like it's one of these char- like characters that was very oh, we lost so it. critical to what the Avengers were. Yeah, one of the like the OG, your original ones. And now we're moving into we've introduced a whole new kind of cast yeah. of players and so on. So yeah. Yeah. so anyway, look, I enjoyed it. Go see it. I would definitely it's fun. I would definitely recommend seeing it in a the theater. Definitely fun. Definitely one you could take kids to. Oh, for sure. I mean, there's a few references of the D word. Yeah. Uh, oh, we didn't even talk about Modoc. Oh, Modoc. That's about all we needed we to say right there. We talked a little bit about him. I mean, he got the Dying Avenger. Sunday, sure. He got the Dying Avenger. I think that might have been about how they so I just, yep. <laughs> and everyone who's seen the movie went, yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, uh, I sure. That's cool. about right. <laughs> that is an expensive character to CGI for more to. movies. I don't know why it gave me major Spy Kid-like vibes. That felt like something I would have seen out of Spy Kids movie. So, I mean, Modoc is a goofy character. I just didn't know. Anyway. Didn't know. All right, Vogel fam. Well, this has been lovely. This has been lovely. Nice Chatting for a brief amount of time for uh, our Ant Man audience. Um, Love it. Oops. We enjoyed it. It's been good. It was. A good I fun. was more on the audience score than I certainly was on the critic score. Oh, same. I I've come to be somewhat skeptical of the like critic stuff, but. At the same time, like, if we go back to Last Jedi, I was with the critics, not the audience. Well, I think there's a big difference in a lot of times between, like, a cinematic great movie and a, this was a good movie. It was fun. What are you talking about? This This wasn't trash. This was a good movie. It was a good movie. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's not one of the, like, cinematic all-time must-see, but, like, it was a fun movie. It's a popcorn movie. It's a popcorn movie. I had some popcorn while I watched it. It's a popcorn movie. Yeah. It's not, uh... It was fun. It's a, it's a good time. Movie. Like, you're going to enjoy yourself. And that's sometimes right. that's all I'm looking for. That's right. 
That's right. Anyway, Marvel's slowing the drip a little bit, trying to uh, control uh, whatever. Only two TV projects this year. Uh, Guardians is obviously coming out in May. That's going to be sad. That's Bring your be tissues. Sad. Definitely. Uh, and then, of course, we're not getting the Marvels now until November. Yeah. So, um, Some cool which I am looking forward to. Yeah. Um, but we're not getting that until November. Well, that's okay. I, I have a feeling Adam Warlock is probably in that movie. In the Marvels? And they don't want to release anything until, until Guardians. Guardians is fully out. I have a feeling it's probably the Marvels against Adam Warlock. That would make sense. Is my guess, but I don't... I, I have we not don't know. Actually, we don't I'm know. sure we'll start getting some trailers or something. No, I don't think till after Guardians. That's what I'm saying. I oh. probably won't get anything until the summer. Wow. Crazy. Anyway. All right, that's it for us, Vocal Fan. Hey, what'd you have for... Sure. Bre- oh. Cheerios. Even- okay, all right, all right, all right. Cheerios, Cheerios. It's a good time. Cheerios, Cheerios, Cheerios. That's a good Tired breakfast. Tired of yogurt. Can che- all- you che- can only eat so much Greek yogurt. Cheerios, I mean, you know. Yeah. Do you do Cheerios dry or use it dry. to throw some milk I in there? I don't. Here's a weird thing. I don't like milk. I right, really huh? don't like milk. No oat milk, no... no just. I mean, like, I'll Cheerios. use it in stuff. You tossing a little sugar on there? No. Just, 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 just dry sugar. Sugar. I've always, Honey like, nut or original? Honey nut. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I just I just eat them dry, but I'm that way with most of Like, I just really don't like milk. I think right, it now. smells... People are like, oh, smell it to see if it's... All milk smells bad, too. All right, now. All right, now. Anyway. All right, Vogel fam. If we're not back... Oh, excuse me. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> if we are not back before March the 10th, um, I know that we'll have our Acoustic Voice Pedagogy Workshop episode for you indeed on march the march 10th, 10th. It'll be fabulous. Um, but maybe we'll be back with you before then we'll see we'll see okay all right peace out vocal fam all right